Welcome to the inner room, a space where we ponder the inner movements of our heart to find God by finding examples and instructions in daily scripture readings. The emotions in our hearts can help us or hinder us in our spiritual journey. Open your heart, explore your emotions, and align thoughts and emotions with God's plans for you. When we learn to feel and align our emotions, we advance in our prayer life by loving more deeply, remaining in peace more often, and finding courage for the journey of life. My name is Sofia Fonseca de Niño, and a big shout out to my son Marco Niño, producer of this podcast. Sit back or walk with us. You are most welcome here. Friends, today we are going to speak about curses and how we can stop their effect following King David's advice in 2 Samuel. We see in this reading two dire situations. One, Absalom, David's third son, is trying to kill his father. He has gathered a group of people that are coming against him. And it's a situation of the most tragic, imaginable consequences that a son would rise against a father and he's declared himself a king against his father and to see the consequences of a murderer's heart. So we find that already an unimaginable situation, that if we put ourselves in that and we imagine one of our children trying to come up against us, not just politically, but having risen an army and then looking for us to kill us, it would be a dire situation. Perhaps you're simply separated from one of your children and that in itself is a very difficult situation. Perhaps you're separated from it, somebody who used to be your friend, and that can be a very difficult situation. But we find also that there is someone, as, he's, as David goes up to Mount of Olives, that from the crowd starts to curse at David. And he's cursing, saying, you are a murderous, wicked man. And of course, in that dramatic setting where David is surrounded by his own guard, people want to take this man's life because this sounds like an imminent danger right next to him. And he continues on cursing David. The king says, suppose that the Lord has told him to do this. Let's think about that perspective when we're hearing someone speak evil, perhaps, against us. What if this is part of God's plan? The fact that he removes himself from the situation and gets a heavenly perspective is the first step that we can learn in this situation. We can learn that the Lord is handling life in a way that we can trust. And this already makes the curse not have an effect. So he stops those that are trying to attack this man, not to add 
cursing or killing to a curse alone. And the second thing that David instructs us to do is let's look for what is the benefit. What could be the benefit of this situation? The Lord is going to teach us what can come of this. We can go to the Lord when a situation is dire, when we don't know why somebody is acting in a terrible way against us. And the psalm that teaches us how to do this, this is Psalm 3. Lord, rise up and save me. Oh Lord, how many are my adversaries? Many rise up against me. Many are saying of me, there is no salvation for him in God. But you, O oh Lord, are my shield, my glory. You lift up my head when I call out to the Lord. He answers me from his holy mountain. Friends, the Lord answers us from his holy mountain, even in the midst of a dire situation, even as our heart might be completely unconsolable. If we bring it to the Lord, then we can say, when I lie down in sleep, I wake up again for the Lord sustains me. I fear not the myriads of people arrayed against me on every side. What a beautiful thing to have instruction from the Psalms to console our hearts, even in dire situations. As we look at Mark chapter 5, we find that Jesus has made it to the other side of the sea and is in a territory of the Gerasenes, and I've heard that word pronounced different ways, but it's in the area of the Decapolis. Deca means 10, 10 cities, and it's an area that is outside of the influence of the Jewish people. It's influenced by the Greek mindset of the time. Instead of just following God, they're polytheistic and they have a lot of rituals that are not pleasing to God. So in that environment that is already outside the protection of God, there's a man from the tombs with an unclean spirit that comes at them when Jesus gets out of the boat. And this man is dwelling amongst the tombs and nobody can restrain him. So not only is he outside of the area, he is outside of the city, he's in an area where the dead live. And everybody can see that he has an unclean spirit. And the gospel tells us night and day amongst the tombs and on the hillsides, crying out, bruising himself with stones. So there is something in him that is causing him to hurt himself. Catching sight of Jesus from a distance, he runs, friends, and prostrates himself before him, crying in a loud voice, What have you to do with me, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? The demonic in him knows Jesus and knows Jesus' divinity. The people around do not know it. Many times they are coming against him, even with blasphemies. But here, a demonic legion, because that's going to be the name when Jesus says, what is your name, is crying out in a loud voice, declaring that he is God. Legion meaning there's many of us, so there's not just one and then knowing that Jesus has the power to drive out these demonic 
spirits from this man. They are pleading with him not to drive them away from that territory. And that territory that has given permission to not be under God and is ruled by demonic influences gives us a clue as well for when we step into certain places that are taken over by demonic forces that we must cover ourselves daily in the precious blood of Jesus Christ, putting ourselves under God's throne, under the mantle of Our Lady that protected Jesus against so much. We imitate our Lord. He comes under her protection, and so do we, my friends. So this demonic influence is pleading with Jesus to be sent to the swine to enter them. They do not want to go to the pit of hell in that unquenchable place. They are letting us know a little glimpse, letting us see a little glimpse of the demonic and how it operates. If you want to learn much more about it, there's wonderful videos from Father Rippinger. In this herd of about 2,000, rushes itself from a steep bank into the sea once these demons enter and they drown. We see that these demons could exist inside of a man. And yes, they were causing him to harm himself. But once these demons enter into the swine, the swine throws itself. If you read some of the books that Father Rippinger has written or listen to his videos, which I highly recommend, you hear that the demons that attack us, they are doing so for our perdition, so that we lose the path of heaven. However, God will permit that some, some of these things happen for our edification and for our salvation, because by working against these terrible tendencies and these terrible spirits, we can become holier. We hear in Paul, I have a thorn on my side and the Lord has permitted it. I've asked for it to be taken out three times and it's here. This is a practice to go against what is not of God that can provide the sculpting factor to create the virtue in our heart because it's so obvious that it's missing in us, friends. What we see is that people are coming out to see what happened because you imagine all of these swine, they probably belong to many people in that region. Such a large herd had to be taken care of by many people, I'm sure. And they approach Jesus. They catch sight of the man who had been possessed by the legion who is sitting in his right hand and they're seized with fear. They have more fear to see this man sitting there as he is calm than as they had known him before, hurting himself and unable to be shackled. And what do they do? They ask Jesus to leave the region. So this is another thing, friends. Unlike David, who brings a curse before God to say, let us see what God is doing here which Jesus invites us to do as he steps into our life. When we invite the demonic, when we are listening to music that is against God, when we are 
watching movies or accepting pornographic material or drinking too much or doing drugs, when we are doing things that are not of God and we are opening the door to the demonic, friends, we have to encounter our own heart. Are we doing what David did, placing ourselves in the midst of that heavenly throne to say, Father, tell us what you're doing. So let us go to the throne. Father Almighty, we give you thanks because you have visited us, because you come into our midst, because you send us messengers, because you've asked us to take authority over the territory where you have placed us and to declare that the kingdom of heaven is here, to claim the territory of our life for you, where we can say your kingdom come and your will be done. Let us understand what you're doing, to see your glory, Father, to see things as you see them. We ask that you will cover us in the precious blood of Jesus Christ so that nothing formed against us can prosper. And we ask this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hello, this is Sofia Fonseca de Niño, and I welcome you to this inner room. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under the Inner Room, Emotions in the Bible. And we would love to hear your questions, your ideas, or your comments. Thank you for joining us today.